It's not silence if you're sniffing. Disgusting. You're welcome. So I'm a woman in STEM. A woman in STEM. I thought you were just going to leave it as I'm a woman. And I was like, <laughs> really? In case you didn't notice, I do identify as a woman. Yeah, I was going to say, you're she, you her. She, her pronouns. I do. And you say you're a woman. So you're a woman in STEM. Yes. Proceed. So I'm a woman in STEM, right? Yeah. And so... You, you're a, you're an aspiring woman in STEM. That's right? true. Like, I aspire to be a woman every day. I swear to God. <laughs> you asked for this. <laughs> when you said you were much today, I didn't think it was this much, but here we are. So. Yes. Women, women stop it. Women in STEM. Okay. So that's, that's always been like a controversial, like. Oh, yeah. Like, it's hard because I went through it, right? And I, ha- and I, we're going to, I'm going to tell a couple of stories I do oh, have. God. I only have two. I only have two stories and they're great. They're epic. Okay. Actually, no, I have three. One was not great and epic. Oh. But it was still funny. Hindsight's twenty twenty. But I didn't particularly have too many issues, but I think okay. that's because of my personality and resting bitch face. You know, yeah, like you- it was very clear that I, did not put up with other people's yeah. bullshit and i wasn't gonna stick around for it yeah you very much have that like shut the fuck up like this is what i said and what i said is what i said don't twist my right shit. and don't tell me to make you a sandwich or i'll i'll fucking stab you with my pen like <laughs> get away from me so i i i watch other there's a there was a particular girl on tiktok who's a mechanical engineer mm-hmm. and she posted like a couple horror stories of like oh, no. she got really good grades and a bunch of guys were like shut up and like go make me a sandwich and it's like I have never experienced something like that. I did get called huh? a dishwasher. I did get called that. Jesus. So, so I'll start with the worst story that didn't have a happy ending, but it was still kind of funny in hindsight. I was in tutoring, getting tutored by uh-huh. one of the guys, but I found out later that the tutoring guy had a crush on me. So that just oh. ended up fucking poorly because it's like, haha. Sorry. I'm gay. So, <laughs> so, sucks to suck. so. I was I was in there getting help with homework and there's this neckbeard, I'll fucking call oh, him that God. neckbeard fedora guy who Ooh. was thought he was my friend. Yeah. So he said jokes. So of course he had that mentality of it's it's funny when it's not funny, but because you yeah. don't think his jokes are funny, you have no sense of humor. So I unfortunately had to sometimes converse with this human being, let's just call him. Uh-huh. And he, like I said, he just thought he was my friend and then he would say these things and it was just like, it wasn't funny. So one yeah. day I'm in this tutoring, getting tutored. I'm sitting up front near the tutor guy and I'm kind of working on my homework and blah, blah, blah. And then this neck beard guy is sitting in the back of the class. And I, I think we were just kind of going back and forth because he started giving me shit because mm-hmm. he thought we were friends. And so I was giving it back, but I was legitimately right. giving him shit. Like I wasn't yeah. joking. At some point in the conversation, he looks at me. He goes, do I need to take you up back and put you in your place as a dishwasher? The dude, <laughs> I got so fucking mad. I got so fucking mad. I started to press down on the table because I thought I was going to lose my shit. And the tutor next to me could hear the table. It was a wooden table. He could hear it start creaking and snapping a little bit because I was pressing down so hard on it because I was like, don't kill him. Don't kill him. He's not worth it. The tutor, he just kind of leans over. He goes, please don't kill him. I don't want to do the paperwork for this. <laughs> so I'm like, oh my God. So everybody in the room knows me pretty much kind of turned around and looked at him and was like, what the fuck, man? And he was like, no, no, like we're just friends. It's just a joke. And I was like, we're not friends. Fuck you. And he like, he got so uncomfortable that everybody was like giving him like what the fuck looks and being like uncomfortable with what he said he ended up leaving good he ended up getting up and leaving shortly afterwards he said something else and i don't remember what he said but that was like the one line that stuck in my head 
I was like, what the fuck? Who the fuck says that? And I was like, <laughs> one of the guys I'm pretty sure in the class was like, she'll kill you. Like, yeah. she will end you. Like, it, you will not be putting her in her place. Like, she is ready to murder you right now. And he's like, no, she's not. I was like, I'm going to break this table. So that was probably the most disrespectful thing that was ever said to me. I, and- I have been <laughs> silent because I am so floored. Like, I know shit like that happens. But, like, hearing a firsthand account of it, it's like, ha- what the fuck? Like, it is never okay to say something like that no, to anybody. It's not a joke. It's not funny. It's not fucking cool. But can I tell you a funny story? Yeah. Well, let, me tell, let me tell you a funny one. And this, okay. is, this is one of the two funny stories that I have of how I was thought to be kind of a dumb girl, but then I proved them so hard the fuck wrong. Oh, I love doing it. No, you're it. a very, very smart human. I just, I have a really hard time paying attention in class sometimes. And this was one of the classes where I actually picked up on it Mm -hmm. so well that i slacked in class okay so there was this particular guy that i would sometimes converse with now he was the popular smart kid Mm -hmm. and i was just as as usually just kind of like that kid who sits in the back and everyone thinks doesn't do well but i actually Mm -hmm. do really well and i don't ever study which is really funny i'm jealous i'm sorry if i actually if i actually studied i probably would have done so much better but i never did so it's fine it's fine i have a master's degree don't let anybody tell you stupid so that's true (laughs) so this kid Oh, he and I conversed, mm-hmm. but I could always tell he thought that I was just just not as smart. Oh, like he just yeah. he had this aura about him. Mm-hmm. Let's call him let's call him um let's call him Ken. Let's call him Ken. Okay. So, so Ken would sit in the front with all the other popular smart kids. I liked all the other kids. I didn't like him. I kinda he just sometimes would rub me the wrong way some days. I don't know. I mean that's fair. So we had a group project starting okay. in this class. This is also the class where I first met Kevin. So, I hate group projects yes, so much more than anything else you in the world. Don't, you don't. This story also is awful. So we're, we get assigned group projects. And I'm thinking because I'm conversing with this guy, like mm-hmm. I would be on his team with him. So the next day I ask him, like, yo, Ken, like, um, you got like, did like, can I be like on your team? Because he was mm-hmm. like a passing around a sign up sheet to be on his team. Right. Oh, so I'm like, yo, like, give me that paper. Bags. And he kind of like very sheepishly kind of just goes, oh, I've already picked out my team. Oh. And I went, oh, OK. And I knew just in that moment that he didn't think highly enough of me to be on his team. Let me fucking tell you what I did. I got so fucking mad. Understandable. That he just was just like, no, I already picked my team. It's like, oh, okay. So I just, I got, unfortunately, stuck with two other kids who just didn't do anything. And then, yeah. and then Kevin, Kevin was trying. He was also going through, Kevin yeah. was also going through his own stuff at that time. Oh, so yeah. he didn't, he couldn't really help too much. So I mean, that's fair. I ended up doing this project 95% of it by myself Mm -hmm. and it was a four-man project okay yep i ended up doing the entire project myself up until one point where i was like i don't understand how to get from like point c to point d like i don't understand how to do this next step i went to the tutor guy and i was like hey can you show me and he was like oh yeah like you do this and i was like everything fucking like the universe makes sense it's the stars into place everything like the stars are aligned the planets are in like fucking order in my brain like i'm gonna fucking slam out this project and be done like i'm yeah i'm on a fucking roll that was my all-time favorite project i somehow lost it and i'm really upset so Aww. i ended up slamming out this whole project i yeah. did 95 percent of the work i asked the two other guys uh-huh. to write paragraphs 
And they, I had to rewrite them because they were so yep. fucking awful. And then Kevin, he had to help me figure out like the components that would mm-hmm. actually need to be bought if the circuit was to be made. Mm-hmm. And then he and I both didn't understand it. So he fucked that up. If he and I got that right, mm-hmm. if he and I got that right, we would have made the same grade as the all-star team did. Mm-hmm. The all-star team struggled so fucking bad on this project they didn't understand it all four of them went to the tutor and had to have the tutor explain it to him and they said that they spent like so many hours up there and i was like it was easy what are you talking about i don't remember what the final grade was but i all the only thing i remember is that i only made five points less than this guy so there and i told him that he's like he he was something like he made a 95 and i made a 90 or he made a 90 and i made an 85 something like that yeah yeah and so when i told him i was like oh yeah i only made five points less than you and i did 95 percent of the work and his eyes almost came out of his head he was like what yeah and i also said it in front of like my whole entire team too and they were like no you didn't i was like yes i did i said i had to redo your shit i was like kevin you didn't even do your part right i was like which was okay because i didn't know it either but like yeah i only scored five points left and i did the thing almost pretty much by myself yep and the guy was like oh yeah damn okay i was like yep yeah you're pretty fucking shit aren't you yeah don't fucking think someone's stupid because they're not paying attention to class Probably because they understand it and don't need to pay attention. Ugh. So that was really funny. That's pretty good. It, that that made Mike my, my whole fucking. I had a well, I had another incident. Okay. But I'm gonna tell it on another podcast because okay. it's a little bit longer. But it was the same thing where someone assumed the worst of me uh-huh. in the. It was the most bullshit project I have ever been a part of, and to this day I still do not fucking understand. Jesus. But I'll tell that on another. On another. Okay. We'll we'll talk about that another time. But I'm but looking forward to it. Yeah. Uh, we'll 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 a couple episodes we'll sp- we'll spike it all in. Um. But honestly. The whole the the overall experience being a woman with working with men wasn't that big of a deal. I think that like the biggest issue I had was like some guys would talk to me only having like a crush on me, oh, and then once yeah. it was like, oh, I'm I'm gay, they would actually just point blank stop talking to me. Oh, that's nice. And I also had this one guy who like was obsessed with me, and I didn't realize it until Kevin pointed it out to me, and I was like, oh. And then this oh, guy no. also really hated Kevin because I hung out with Kevin. Well, that's, yeah. That sounds about right. So, Although I do prefer the, like, just quit talking to me versus the, well, I'm just going to be annoying anyway. Anyways, and just keep trying because, ugh. Yeah, Yeah, that's all. We'll we'll, we'll leave that there. Everybody (laughs) knows what we mean. Yep, here we are. So, but you want to know what we also mean. What? Scary stories. What do I do? Flip, flip the coin. coin. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was like, what the? Okay. So oh, I- wait, wait, wait. What? This thing? Well, we'll flip the coin first and oh, then we'll flip go there. The coin. Okay. Flip the coin first and then go there. Cool. Uh, so I forgot my quarter at home because we're recording at Blake's house. Um, so Blake got me an Egyptian quarter. Yes. So one side has, it looks like the Taj Mahal, but I'm pretty sure it's not. No, but it's it lo- definitely not. Okay. I fi- no, I knew, but it looks like that. So yeah. it has like that building with the domes and the towers. Okay. Um, and then the other side is um, writing. Don't ask me what it says. It's Egyptian. Okay. So um, okay. you, you get building or writing. Uh, give me that big booty building. <sighs> <laughs> okay. All right. There we go. It's super light. That's a little, you go little first. light. Really? Yep. 
Oh shit! Yeah, I landed on holy big, hell big okay. booty building. Big actually, booty ca- building. I kind of wanted you to go first. Really? Okay. Well, everybody, let's strap in. Uh, I'm covering something this week. We're just gonna dive right in this bad boy. It's a little different. It's a little different. It's a little different. We're gonna see how it goes. But it's fucking scary as shit. I hate yeah, it. Yeah, it's pretty spooky. I had nightmares. <laughs> I never have nightmares uh, because of the things that we record. So I'm a little sleep deprived myself, which is kind of fun. I'm so sorry. That's fine, because I'm covering the Russian sleep experiment. <laughs> oh, God, I already got fucking chills. <laughs> God, I hate this. Oh, it's going to be fun, everybody. So I'm going to start off with some fun facts that I learned about sleep experiments first. So in 1894, a Russian physician and scientist, Marie de... Yeah, that's a good last name. <laughs> <laughs> I, believe, I believe in you. Manasidini? Manas- I don't know. Manasidini? Sure. Yeah, we're going to go with that. Okay. She studied... This is actually kind of sad, and I'm sorry, everybody. She studied sleep-deprived puppies kept in constant activity. Aw. The fuck? Yep. She reported the complete absence of sleep was fatal in a few days, pointing out that several uh, severe lesions would appear on the brain. Damn. Then in 1898, Italian... I always struggle with that word. Physiologist. There you go. There we go. You had it. Lamberto did Daddy. (laughs) (laughs) Lamberto Daddy. D-A-D-D-I. Daddy. You can say the Italian accent. There we go. I can't Italian. Here we go. And uh, Galar... I did not practice these names ahead of time. I'm sorry to everybody. How dare you? Do better. Seriously. Giallo? Yes. Gallio? No, G-I-U. Do you need me to tap into my Italian roots? To- yes. Here, just here. Just read, <laughs> read this bullshit it. for me. Here, fix it. What does it say? It. Oh. Can you say it? I can't see it. Oh, balls. <laughs> oh, God, this bitch is heavy. I know. She big. Get it. Galileo Tarazzi. Thank you. That's Tar- all. Tarazzi. That's hopefully all the names I'm going to need. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> they did the same experiment, but with adult dogs, keeping them awake by walking them. Like, just constantly. It's poor babies. I would have just fucking, like, yeah. slid on the floor and passed out. I would have just laid down. I would like, just fucking drag me. It's fine. Uh, the animals died after 9 to 17 days. Jesus. Somewhere in there. Deterioration occurred in the nervous system and the frontal cortex of the brain is what they discovered. So Yeah. Interesting. So lack of sleep fucks up your brain. This is your brain when you get sleep. This is brain when you don't get sleep. Yep. Bad stuff happens. Okay, cool. So straight into, in the 1940s, Russian researchers decided to test sleep deprivation on humans. Ugh. So, you know, during our World War II days. Yeah, because all kinds of fucked up experiences were going on then. Yes. We don't talk about array. that. We don't talk about that. No, let's not mention those. Ugh. So these, these Russian scientists, researchers... Uh, chose five political prisoners that had been deemed enemies of the state during World War II. They had developed an experimental gas-based stimulant that they would use to keep the men awake. They were put into a sealed environment to carefully monitor the oxygen-to-gas ratio because the stimulant in high concentrations was deadly. Mm-hmm. So. so was it just meth and gas form? Probably. <gasps> I don't know. <laughs> meth will also keep you awake. That's true, actually. It could be. Huh. Anyways. I never thought about that. Interesting. Yep. Uh, so they had developed the experimental gas-based stimulant that would keep the men awake. 
deadly in high concentrations. The chamber itself was outfitted with microphones because, of course, this was before any kind of, like, closed TV circuit camera was a thing. And five-inch thick glass windows that were one-way mirrored. They were, like, little porthole shapes. Oh, damn. Yep. To keep, uh, to help keep, excuse me, to help monitor the men during this experiment. Okay. The chamber was also stocked with books, cots with no bedding, so just more a place to sit than a place to sleep, running water, a toilet, and enough dried food to last all five men over a month. Nice. Yeah, so they should be good to go, right? Right. As long as they can stay awake. The men were falsely promised, they were lied to, that if they submitted to the test and did not sleep for 30 full days, they would be set free. I don't think a human can stay awake for 30 full days. I don't know, but they didn't know that at this point. Cool. So... That's interesting and fun and kind of gross. So the first five days passed with zero trouble. The men didn't complain very much because, of course, they assumed that they were going to be freed if they could make it the full 30 days. The scientists learned through their observations through the portholes and through the microphones that the men chose to talk about increasingly traumatic incidents in their past as the days wore on. And the general tone of conversations kept turning darker and darker. Oh. Especially after day four. Oh. Things started to, like, sharply go down. So that's... He's getting hashtag too real. Too deep. Ha 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 ha. Because we all know if you stay up a little too long, you get a little too chatty about some stuff that you shouldn't talk about. That, that, that's, that yeah, happens. Yeah, that's a thing. I don't that, like actually. it. Yeah. So after five days, the men started to actually complain about their current situation and even started to complain about the events that led up to why they were in the chamber. So, like, them getting caught as political prisoners, they were discussing how that happened, why it happened, and how it was bullshit, basically. Okay. Which, I mean, yeah, fair. I get that. At, like, day five, they started to show signs of growing paranoia, and after they, you know, were complaining about their situation, as the days continued, they started to not talk to one another. Ooh. They started to, like, cozy up to the microphones and because they knew where they were they could see them okay they were you know big big ass microphones so they started whispering about each other into the microphones almost as if they could earn the researchers trust by like hey so and so's doing this even though the researchers can fucking see yeah oh my god yeah so that that's a little weird i didn't like that very much the researchers observing this behavior assumed that it was probably an effect of the gas, because this is also the first time it had been long-term tested on a human subject. Ah. So, after day nine, with no sleep, the first of the five men started to scream. He, ran, he would run the length of the chamber back and forth, yelling at the top of his lungs. He did this for three straight hours. Oh. Yeah. Ugh. He continued to try and scream after those three hours. But he was only able to produce occasional squeaks. So the researchers assumed that he had physically torn his vocal cords from screaming. Sounds about so right. long. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and so loudly. Oh. Ugh. So he was still running back and forth. Just like, ee. just, yeah. <laughs> the most surprising thing about this incident was the fact that the other men, the other four, didn't react to this guy running and screaming for three hours. They just sat there and continued to whisper into the microphones or try and look out of the portholes, which were one-way mirrored they could not see out of. So What the fuck? Yeah. I don't like that. Uh, <laughs> I don't like that at all. And remember, this is nine days in. Okay. So they're, they're incredibly paranoid. They're not even halfway. No. Okay. Because they're supposed to make it 30, right? Okay. Ugh. Then, 
after a little while longer with the guy trying to scream, so like past the three hours, he's already lost lost his voice. Um, another guy starts to scream and starts to run. Now you've got two, one that's actually screaming, one that's trying to scream, running back and forth. So then the other three stop talking into the microphones, calmly stand up. They aren't making any sounds. They're not making any noise. Okay. They walk over to the books and start ripping pages out very quietly, very calmly. And then taking, this is gross, I'm sorry, their own feces, smearing it over the book and then pasting it up over the portholes. What the fuck? So now the researchers cannot see in. Oh, fuck. And they have to open it to clean that. So they're just going to leave it, I'm sure. But yeah. Yeah. So that's gross and weird. So you can't see into the portholes. You know, they have absolutely no visuals into this place. All they can do is listen to the microphones now. So that's gross. I don't like that. After the view was completely obstructed, the screaming promptly stopped, as did the whispering in the microphones. So they have no idea what's going on. Correct. Everything was completely silent. Great. Remember, this was day nine. Okay. On day 12, they've heard nothing. There is no sound. For three days, there was no sound. Nothing. So the researchers were checking the microphone feeds every hour to make sure that the microphones were still working at all because it's been silent for three days in the chamber. The oxygen consumption levels in the chamber indicated that all five men were still alive. Okay. But the researchers thought that was impossible because the men could have been, like, there's no way they could have been silent for that amount of time, right? Right. Like, that doesn't make any sense. So on the morning of day 14, Uh. there's still not been any sound. Fuck. Yeah. Ugh. The researchers decided to try something that they had told the men that they would not do. They used the intercom that was inside the chamber, hoping to provoke a response because they thought they were either dead or had just like gone brain dead. Right. Right. So they announced, we are opening the chamber to test the microphone. Step away from the door and lie flat on the floor or you will be shot. Compliance will earn one of you immediate freedom. To their surprise, they heard a calm voice respond. We no longer want to be freed. Excuse me? I just got the goose pimples. (laughs) So the researchers and the military that was funding this experiment, because of course, the 1940s, they're funding human research, uh, immediately started to argue how to proceed. So after trying to communicate with the men further using that intercom system, there was no response still. So they got that one, we no longer want to be freed, and then nothing else. So they're like, do we go in there? Like, do we leave them? What do we do? What do do you do? Right. So they're like, I I don't know what's happening. Um, They finally agree the next morning on the 15th day, they're going to open the chamber. So what happens? The chamber was flushed of the stimulant gas and filled with fresh air. Immediately, they started hearing the men objecting. Their voices were begging, wailing, pleading, screaming, crying for the gas to be turned back on oh shit yeah okay it just gets worse so the chamber was opened and the soldiers were sent in to retrieve the subjects which as the door opened they started screaming even louder the noise grew as the soldiers screams joined the men's screams so now everybody this is where we get into a very graphic content warning, and I'm so sorry. If gore makes you uncomfortable, the next little bit is pretty gory, and it's not a fun time for anybody. Look. So when they went into the chamber, four of the five men were still alive. One of them had died. Okay. The rations past day five had not been touched. Ooh. Yeah. 
They've been in there for 10 days, not touching rations. So they're not even eating food at that point. Correct. I'm going to show Katie a gross picture. Go, of, uh, I, can, I can fucking. You see it? Yeah. It's okay. Yep, it's, thank you. Yep. Mm-hmm. Everybody who looks like is, a fucking zombie is part of our Patreon can or our medium tier in Patreon can see my notes and this gross boy. Ooh. So we're just going to dive right in. I'm so sorry. I hope none of you have weak stomachs. There were chunks of meat from the dead man's thighs and chest that were stuffed into the drain in the center of the chamber, blocking the drain completely, which allowed four inches of water. Ah. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Ah. I'm so sorry. Okay. Ooh, to this day, they it is not determined how much of the liquid was water and how much was blood. All four of the survivors... I'm trying to get through this really fast. I'm sorry. All four of the surviving men also had large portions of muscle and skin torn away from their bodies. Their fingertips were torn, which indicated the wounds were self-inflicted by their own hands. Ooh. The abdominal organs below the ribcage had been removed. Everything was intact and was splayed around them like halos on the floor. Ew. The heart, lungs, and diaphragm remained in place although the skins and muscles had been removed and you could see through the rib cage and through the lungs. Ooh. It was determined that the missing muscles and skin had been eaten by the men over the course of the days. So they weren't eating their rations. They were eating themselves. themselves. So you're kind of right with the zombie thing uh. a little bit. So the men continued to scream to be left alone and begged or demanded that the gas be turned back on so they didn't fall asleep. So we're past most of the gross warning. Okay, cool. It's just like little bits gross now. I tried to get through that fast because it was rough. Yeah, thanks. Woo. So the soldiers were all Russian special operatives, but many of them just flat fucking refused to return into that room. Yeah. They're like, hell no, hell no, I'm not doing that. Which, I mean, I can't blame them. I wouldn't want to do that either. When enough soldiers were gathered to remove the men... The men put up a very fierce fight. Very fierce. Two soldiers were killed in that fight. Fuck. Mm-hmm. One had his throat ripped out, and the other one had his femoral artery in his leg severed. Mm, that's a good one. Yeah. That's a good one. Owie. After another five soldiers actually committed suicide in the weeks following the incident because it was so awful. In the struggle, one of the test subjects died. The researchers had tried to sedate him and the others, but it proved impossible. They had injected him with more than 10 times the normal dose of of a morphine derivative, and he still fought fiercely. He broke the ribs and arm of one of the doctors who was injecting him. Oof. Like, after all of that. Jesus. It's meth. It was meth in the cloud. It had to have been a PCP or something. That's a good one, too. Yeah. So even after this man's heart stopped, the one that they were trying to inject, right? Even after his heart stopped, he continued to flail and scream for another three minutes, still struggling to attack anyone within reach. What the fuck is happening? I don't know. (sighs) I'm just telling you what I found. Okay. Ah. The surviving three were restrained and moved into medical. Uh, The two with intact vocal cords begging for the gas to be kept awake. The most injured out of those three men was taken to the only surgical operating room in the facility, so they could try and put him back together. He fought fiercely against his restraints and, like the first man, was almost immune to any type of sedative. He was given an antistatic gas and further antistatic had to be put into him via a needle. The instant his eyes closed and he passed out, his heart stopped. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. So that's kind of gross and bad. So of the five, there's two left. Okay. One with functional vocal cords, one without functional vocal cords. Cool. Just for the thing. Yeah, yeah. 
Just for FYS. Ugh. The next man was the first of the group to have started screaming, the one with the torn vocal cords. He struggled fiercely against being sedated. And when someone uncomfortably suggested doing the surgery without anesthetic, he nodded. Excuse me? Yeah. Yep. Don't ask me. I just work here. (laughs) (laughs) Not here, actually. I I don't work here. The man did not react for the entire six-hour procedure. When it was over, the man began to wheeze loudly, attempting to talk. But, of course, his vocal cords were blown. They got him a pen and a paper, assuming that it was, you know, something really important for him to try and talk. And he wrote out, keep cutting. Excuse me? Yep. Excuse me? Keep cutting. That's that's all. That's all he wrote. That was it. No. Yep. The other man was given the surgery without anesthetic, but with a paralytic because he was laughing uncontrollably. So they paralyzed him. So all he could do is follow people with his eyes. The drugs would clear his system so quickly and he would start to laugh again. And the doctor could not perform the surgery because he was jarring so much because he was laughing. So they just kept having to give him paralytic, right? Yeah, like constant drip. Yup. So the researchers started to ask, why? Why did you do this to yourself? I don't understand. Their only response was, I must remain awake. That's a great answer. I just got a cold chill. Yeah. Ooh. The men's restraints were reinforced and they were placed back into the chamber to await decision on what should be done with them. The research wanted to euthanize their survivors as the way they were quote unquote alive was no life at all. Right. Which is totally understandable. The military commanding officer, however, was an ex-KGB officer that saw potential and wanted to see what would happen if they gave them the gas back. So. Of course. Of course. The researcher strongly objected but were overruled by their funders. In preparation for being sealed in the chamber again, all, like the two men, were connected to an EEG uh, monitors so that you could, of course, see their brainwaves, and their restraints were padded for long-term confinement because the intent was to finish them out for the next 30 days, right? Right. For the remainder. So someone let it slip in the men's presence that they would be given the gas back, and they became incredibly docile as soon as they realized so it was very obvious that they were struggling to stay awake. One of the men that could, or the, the man that could speak was humming loudly and continuously and was like, he would hit his head on the pillow and blink rapidly, like almost like he was trying to, of course, like keep from falling asleep, but right. he was humming to try and keep himself awake. The mute man would strain his legs against the leather bonds with all of his energy, first the right leg, then the left leg and back and forth. To try and keep himself awake. Jesus. So the one that got wired for the the EEG first, he, for some reason, he he was, he would have normal brain waves, right? Right. Everything was fine. Everything was normal. And then all of a sudden it would just flatline, almost as if his brain was dying. And then it would kick back right up to normal and it would just do that. And then the same thing with the other gentleman, once they got him hooked up, Everything was normal, and then just out of nowhere, it would flatline and then pop back up. Like, fine. Yeah, no brain waves. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. Isn't that gross? That's not not how this works. Nope. That's not how anything works. I don't understand. So, the mute man, everything, you know, they were were getting ready to get him back in here, get everything good to go. And he, his eyes closed, and his brain dropped into a set of deep sleep for like a second. And then he flatlined and died. Oh, fuck. Yeah. 
So that's gross. Oh, fuck. That's really gross. So seeing this, the subject that could speak started screaming, absolutely losing his shit about how he needed to be sealed in now and he needed to get that gas back right this second. Yeah. Like, hurry up, let's go. So the commander, the commanding officer, gave the order to seal the chamber with the researchers inside. (gasps) One of the researchers, who now had a fucking gun, pulled it out, shot that guy right in the face. I was like, absolutely not. So the commander's dead. That's bad. Yeah. That's the guy that's paying them. Yeah. That's very bad. Woo. Killed that guy. Turned around and pointed his gun at the remaining test subject. So as everybody, like the other researchers are like, oh, fuck, he's got a gun. And like, run. He's pointing his gun at this guy. And he says, I won't be locked in here with these things. Not with you. What are you? I must know. So the subject smiled and said, I got the goose, goose pimples. Have you forgotten so easily? We are you. We are the madness that lurks within you all, begging to be free at every moment in your deepest animal mind. We are what you hide from in your beds every night. We are what you sedate into silence and paralyze when you go to the nocturnal haven where you cannot tread. The researcher paused, then aimed at the subject's heart and fired. The EEG flatlined as the subject choked out so nearly free. Gross. 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 So for those of you that don't know, this is a creepypasta. <laughs> I couldn't hold on any longer. Uh, this is a creepypasta. It was the f- it was first found on the internet in a forum challenging users to create, quote, the scariest urban legend ever. And it became... It fucking did it. One of the fucking scariest urban legends. Yep. It scares the shit out of me. I legitimately had nightmares about this. Yeah. So those of you who don't know, creepypasta like you said, was a was a challenge and mm-hmm. now it's just become a colloquial term of like a creepy story found on the internet is a creepypasta. So like Ooh. Slenderman was also creepypasta. Started as a creepypasta, but it has kind of like turned into a cryptid. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, very much they, so. It, that one runs on a line. But there's several other like creepypastas. There's a website, yeah. creepypasta.com. Ooh. And you go check out other stories. That's, that's one of my uh, links in my notes. Good. Yeah, makes sense. So this is known as one of the most shocking and impactful urban legends of the internet age. Yeah. Yeah. It's gross. Its popularity has led to various adaptations over the years. A novel was inspired by the story and was published in 2015. But oh, it's sadly out of print. I tried to find it. There was also a movie adaptation that was released in 2015 of the same name. There's a 2019 play, which I think is kind of fun. There's a play? There's a play. Get the fuck out. It's called Subject UH-1317 When Science Traces a Deadly Turn. Okay. Yeah, there's a play. So the story seems fairly believable due to the military in the Soviet era being known to be so inhumane and conducting various experiments in secret such as poison laboratory, which is a real thing. It was a secret facility to test various kinds of poison on human subjects. So this is not completely outside the realm of possibility, right? Correct, yeah. Like, like something of this variability yeah. could have happened. Of course, people, when they're sleep deprived, don't eat themselves. Right. But, no. you know, here we are. You cannot survive without your organs. You <sighs> go into shock no. and die. You would die very fast. So there are people in the world that have gone more than a week without sleep. There's a high school student in California named Randy Gardner who stayed awake for 11 days straight. Disgusting. Is he okay? Yeah, he's fine now. He has no ill effects, surprisingly. I don't know how. 
but for 11 days to enter into the Guinness Book of World Records during the 264-day experiment and observation period. Mm -hmm. He experienced foggy memory, poor concentration, dizziness, slurred speech, hallucinations, and, of course, paranoia. Yeah. He did not exhibit any of the horrifying behaviors, you know, in the Russian sleep experiment. After his 11-day stretch, he slept 14 straight hours and woke up feeling normal. Thankfully, had no long-lasting effects. 14? 14 hours. That was it. it. That was it. I don't know how. What the fuck? That's like, I slept 24 hours. Like, Jesus. Woo. So, Guinness has since removed the category to keep from encouraging people and trying it and hurting themselves. Yeah. Which makes sense. And the record holder to this day for the longest continuous period without sleep is held by Maureen Weston of England, who went without sleep for 18 days. That's disgusting. In 1977 as part of a rocking chair marathon. What? <laughs> That's real. What? A rocking chair marathon. <laughs> what? I bet she knitted the whole time. <laughs> she rocked your last rocker. Oh, and fucking tell you what. She's off her rocker, she if you was- know what I mean. <laughs> she was at the end of the 18 days. Jesus. Fucking yeah. rocking chair competition. Yeah, I didn't know that was a thing, but apparently so. A fuck, of course it is in England. Yeah. You- I mean, I would expect that <laughs> more in like the South, honestly. Because everybody's got, you know, rocking chairs on their yeah, verandas. I think the people down here, like, sleep more than they do rocking. I mean, we do like sleeping a lot. That's true. But yeah. What's, that, what's the longest you stayed awake? Me? Uh, three and a half days. Something what? Like that. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the longest. How? Uh, a lot of coffee and a lot of, like, responsibility. I, <laughs> I must be, like, a special snowflake over here because, like... I stayed up, my, the longest I stayed up for was 36 hours, mm. and I slept 16 hours. Jesus. Yeah. No, so, I think I slept like 12, and then I was good. So, what's weird to me is like, people who are like, oh, you can't catch up on sleep and blah, blah, blah. Mm. I have to. Yeah. Even if it takes me three weeks, I will catch up on that sleep. I will sleep 20 hours. It fucking happens. That's crazy. So, it's just funny when it's like, oh, he just slept 12 hours and he was fine. It would be like, no, I would be sleeping for three days straight. That's crazy. No, 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 no. Because, like, my normal sleep schedule is, like, four to six hours is, like, a normal night. And then if, like, eventually I get tired and I'm like, okay, and then I sleep an eight-hour night and I cannot sleep longer than, like, eight and a half. Like, I just wake up. So it's not normal for me to sleep 10 hours? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> or at least compared to me. I don't know. I might be the weird one. You might be the weird one. I don't Maybe know. we're both weird. I don't know. Maybe sleep is just to the individual. Or, I have no probably idea. probably capitalized by America and, and the eight hour sleep cycle is a fallacy. You're supposed to sleep four and four. I don't know. Oh, that's what I was told from oh. the science channel or something. Ooh, science. Science. Okay. Like anyways, science. move right along. Yeah. Thank you for that. You're welcome. Fucking scary story stuff. I hope you can sleep so, and none of you cried. Yeah, that if like if you're on the internet, Google Russian sleep experiment and the creepy ass like picture zombie with like the dugout oh. eyes is what is. He's got like a chunk of meat hanging from his mouth too. Yeah, I don't look at that. I don't look at it that closely. Yeah, it scares me. I had to. So this is a creepypasta <laughs> episode. So, ah. so I'm going to uh, tell a creepypasta story. But before I do... But before I do, thank you for pointing that out. I got Because I also missed it at the beginning, even though Shit. You, yeah, you pointed it out to me. <laughs> it's fine. But first, check out this podcasting ad featuring Asa Collective. Proud member of the Asa Collective. Do you like history? Do you like the paranormal? Are you a weird kid? Hi, this is Diane. And this is Kelly. 
We host the History Ghost Bump podcast. Ghost tours for the theater of the mind. We combine history and the paranormal in a fun format that also features a moment in oddity. History Ghost Bump has been in production for six years and we have a large archive. If you have a favorite haunt, we've probably covered it. If not, please suggest it to us and we'll add it to the list. Check us out at historyghostbump.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Keep it spooky. So this is the part of the episode where we give a shout out to our newest Patreon members. And this week we do have a Patreon member. Her name is Emily dot dot dot. (laughs) Punk ass. I swear to God. Still Um, funny. That's your coworker? Uh, yeah, your you coworker. S- yes. Okay, so she subscribed, and when she put, when she responded to our uh, survey of like, give us your info, so we can give you the shout out. She put Emily. Period. 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 It's like, yes, we know what your first name is. I just want to make sure that's what you want to be called because Kevin wanted to be called Sir Isaac Charles Weiner. That's true. Otto wanted to be called Otto the Great. I mean, you could have been Emily yeah. the Queen. I mean, you, whatever you yeah. wanted to be called. Like Blake apparently yeah. never even wanted a shout out. So, well, of course he doesn't. Weirdo. That's fine. Okay. So great. Emily is our newest. Hey, welcome to the fam. Welcome to the spooky. Wow. Okay, anyways. So if um, you like what we do and you want to support us, definitely check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash haunt her. I barely know her. We have two tiers. The first is the investigator tier, which is just a $5 standard of support. And then the second tier is the medium tier, which is a $7 seven dollars a month and you mm-hmm. get access to our notes you get access to additional content that we put out and it's actually really good that we're working on it and we're, we're really excited about it and so many things are planned yes we have a whole fucking list of like different things that we want to cover that don't exactly fit in with this podcast but are interesting enough that we're going to cover it yes and then you get a sticker and we write you a nice little note and we send it to you saying thank you the stickers is probably the best in my I, opinion. I love the stickers so if you're on apple if you if you don't want to subscribe to or patreon but you do want to give us some support if you're on apple podcast be sure to leave us a review and if you're on spotify be sure to press that smash 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 press i'm tired smash <laughs> that button the follow button on spotify and anywhere else you're listening to us be sure to do the thing yeah do the thing because if you like what we do please rate and review <gasps> you said that last time and i yeah, did, did the same reaction yeah okay cool that's okay with me it can be every time for all I care. Please, because I forget. I, I'm so tired every time we do these <laughs> recordings. Okay, so I, Katie Groves, yes. will be covering another creepypasta, but I'm going to let you guys know that it is a creepypasta story before I tell it. Oh, yeah. The stuff in the beginning about the other two uh, sleep experiments and the dogs, those are real. Those are real. Yeah, those are real. There's a link in my notes for that, too. Okay, cool. Thank Kay. you. You're welcome. For I just remembered. Okay. I was like, oh, shit. That's what I wanted to ask as you were telling it because yeah. I knew it was a creepypasta story, but I forgot it. That's why I was still reacting to it. <laughs> okay. So my creepypasta story is called Jeff the Killer, which is also Ooh. an increasingly really popular story. Okay. Almost as much as Slenderman where, like, creep- where Jeff the Killer has borderline become a cryptid, but okay. still not as popular as Slenderman. But the, but the image of Jeff the Killer is really popular and you can Google that and I'm going to talk about that towards okay. the end. So we're going to talk about the history a little bit and I'm going to give you a summary of the story because it's, the story is poorly written. I'll be honest. That's fair. It's, yeah. It is poorly written. Um, so I got a summary of it and then we'll go from there. Okay. Well, cool. so the actual origins of the story are a mystery. There are two versions of the story. On October 3rd, 2008, a YouTuber by the name of Cesur, S-E-S-S-E-U-R, Cesur is what I'm going to call him, okay. created and uploaded a video called Jeff the Killer. That mm-hmm. is the first time 
bop, there it is, just injected into mainstream okay. American internet culture. Okay. So his version of the story is vastly different from the creepypasta version, but claims that he is the original creator mm. of Jeff the Killer. Um, however, his video was taken down, and I have no idea where it is or what it even is supposed to be, so I couldn't okay. find it. So Fair. I found a couple of links, and they were all just dead. Okay. So I don't, I don't know what the video is. I couldn't find it, so that link is not in my notes. But there is a video out there, and his version of the story is Jeff is carrying a gallon of acid into the bathroom to clean his bathtub, which I don't know why. Why would you do that? Why would you clean your bathtub with acid? That makes Especially no sense. That, a gallon. A gallon. Apparently it was an open gallon because he slipped on a bar of soap on the ground. Look at this story. We're already off to a great start. I'm And upset. inevitably dumped the acid on his face. The neighbors heard his cries for help as he was obviously laying on the floor and dumped covered in acid and he was hospitalized for the acid burns on his face from the damage done to his face jeff had a mental breakdown and began his killing spree when he was let go from the hospital so oh if you ever google jeff the killer and you see like the image of it being like that hit the white face it's like the face the acid bleached his face and like stretched his skin out so oh, like, so this is like some weird mix of the joker and harvey dent yeah so like a um, a rejected joker f- kind of story oh spinoff interesting interesting yes absolutely so he believed humans infested the world and that he would be doing the world a favor by murdering everybody oh jeff murdered a couple and encountered their son who is a bounty hunter what and so it basically goes on that jeff and the bounty hunter have you know a, a somatic fight hostage takeover you know leveling up over time but jeff the killer still remains at large while the bounty hunter is training and working to take down jeff jeff murders children by driving around in a red van with free candy written on the side of the van it's the free candy van yes holy fuck that's all over the internet (laughs) i didn't know it was the free candy van pretty sure that's the jeff the killer van Wow. So that was that That's was the original YouTube video that okay. is that was just summarized now basically on the internet that you can find it. But the real the actual creepypasta story that yeah. is the more commonly referred to story of Jeff the Killer. It was posted on Creepypasta, which I did link it in my notes. Beautiful. Is a full blown story that you can read. You can just go read it if you really want to, but for those of you who don't I don't know if you can or can't read. I, whatever, whatever. I don't judge. I, whatever, don't judge. I suck at reading. I'm gonna summarize it for you, please. So I'm gonna. So the story is based off of like a twelve and a twelve, thirteen year old kids. It mm. probably would have been more believable if it was like fifteen, sixteen year olds. Yeah, like one hundred and ten percent would have been more believable. So just, just I mean, for the sake of sake of listening to this, just humor, humor yourself and listen to this. Okay. So the story starts with Jeff, who's 13, and his family moves into a new neighborhood. A neighbor comes over and introduces uh, herself and their son. They tell Jeff's mother that they're planning a birthday party for the son, and they're invited to this party. Okay. Which, of course, the mother's like, oh, my God, of course we're coming. Oh, we're new in the place, yeah. And, of course, Jeff is 13 and doesn't want to go because he's 13 and edgy, right? So the next day, Jeff and his brother, I think it's pronounced Lou, L-I-U, I'm just going to call him Lou. Sure. We're walking to the bus stop when they ran into the neighborhood bullies. Oh, we no. got We got Randy, Keith, and Troy. Of course, that's their fucking names. <laughs> that's the most, like, bully and bullshit that I... I'm sorry if your name is any of those names, but, like, let's be real. That's, like, your quintessential, like, Randy's bully a great names. name. What do you mean? I knew a kid named Randy. And... I knew a kid named Randy, and he was a dick. 
Okay. <laughs> Same thing with Troy. So, so they were bullies, and of course, they were just like, you know, being in this neighborhood's gonna cost you. Oh my right? god! Right, kind of like, kind of like story. Right. So Lou went to go fight Randy because Randy was like, you know, the ringleader. But Randy pulls a knife and takes. Oh Lou's, Jesus! Ta- uh, this story gets a little rough Jesus. towards the end. So takes Lou's wallet. Okay. So this. So during the story, there, Jeff is having this feeling. Uh, right oh okay oh no, i just got the chills okay so he so jeff is having this feeling so when he sees like this dude pull a knife on his brother and take his wallet he, like that feeling is just burning in him yep. right so jeff gets up and demands that his brother's wallet be returned and when randy doesn't jeff kicks the shit out of all these kids and stabs two of them with their own knives which I don't know why 13-year-olds are walking around, which is why I thought, like, 15, 16-year-olds would be No, 13 year, well, it depends on where they live. Fucking where are they living that they're getting, like, 13-year-olds are getting knives? Here? That's fair. That's I mean, fair. like, I anywhere take, in I, the South? That, I take that back. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> I just never, I just never. You just didn't think about it. Nope. It is what it is. So, they, so, Jeff fucking kicks the shit out of all these kids. Okay. And then the brother and Jeff were like, oh, fuck, and just oh, no. run to school. Okay. Jeffy, you stabbed them, babe. Run to school. So they run to school. Don't tell anybody what happened, right? So yeah. apparently they make it through the whole day. Um, nobody knows. Nobody says anything. But Jeff is happy and excited Yeah, that he kicked the shit out of these kids and, like, was, like, wanted to hurt them more. Yeah. So he was just kind of like, eh, whatever. So when they get home, the cops show up Oof. and they tell the parents about the attack and how one of the two of the kids were stabbed. Stabby stabbed is what I put in my notes. Stabby stabbed. So Jeff admitted to the stabbings and was going to be arrested. But his younger brother came down with a knife and said it was him that stabbed the other children. OK, so the, the brother had purposely put bruises on his arm and cut himself up to act like he was the one that actually was in the fight. So the younger brother, Lou, got arrested, which devastated Jeff absolutely devastated because no one would believe jeff because obviously he had the cuts on his arm and shit so the little brother was arrested that's bullshit several days later was the neighbor's birthday party and that jeff's mother still wanted him to go to was it like her kid was one of the shitty bullies no even better oh no, remember no, this okay. was written by a thir- like a 13 year old a 14 year old so oh, like no. this is a little dramatic so jeff <sighs> jeff gets dressed up which his his icon outfit comes from the birthday party which is a white hoodie Mm. with black dress pants oh that's that's definitely 13 year old yeah so while jeff is at the party the three random shits show up Uh. show up to the party okay randy and jeff start fighting and the parents start to run out of the house to like obviously stop the 13 year old kids troy and keith pull out guns and they're like if anybody else gets involved your guts are gonna spill what? Randy and Jeff get into such a bad scuffle with with this is this is important to note. Jeff gets hit over the head with a bottle of vodka and it breaks on him. Okay, which okay. by the way, that's not how glass works. That is no. over dramatized by Hollywood. So they ended up like scuffling into the house. Jeff ends up beating Randy to death because Randy was like, "Ha ha, your brother's in juvie because of me," and that just sends Jeff completely the fuck over. Yeah, that would yeah, and Jeff snaps and just beats randy to death like punches him in the chest stops his heart and then continues to just pulverize his fucking face in right oof so jeff looks up realizes that everyone's freaking out because he just beat randy killed the child so so this is how the story is going troy and 
Keith start shooting at Jeff. Jeff takes off running up the staircase, and then the kids run out of bullets, right? And I say kids because they're like 12, 13 year olds. They're 13, they're children. <sighs> it's a great story. It would have been a great story if it was written just a little bit better. So they run out of bullets as Jeff makes it into the bathroom, right? To where they start having a knockdown, throwdown in the bathroom. And it, like Jeff's apparently is turning into like a ultra super fighter at this moment and mm. like just like going like jesus christ jason Bourne moment and like yeah. just taking everything and just beating these kids with it he ends up killing keith and troy troy okay yeah. however at one point when keith and jeff were going at it a bottle of bleach fell and landed on jeff and keith okay, uh, okay. so now that jeff is covered in vodka and bleach keith is laying on the floor did he pull a letter out of his pocket? And starts laughing. Uh-huh. And so Jeff's like, "What do you? what's so funny? And Keith's like, you know what's funny? It's that you're covered in vodka and bleach. And I have a lighter. Oh. Lights a lighter and throws it at him. So Jeff goes up in a flaming inferno. Yep. And okay. he runs down the staircase. And that's about as far as he gets before he passes out. So he wakes up in the hospital with the most of his upper body being in a cast. And he can't see. Basically, the bandages were over his eyes. When the bandages were taken off, it reveals his face. This is what I got. This is what I quoted. Mm. His lips were burnt to a deep shade of red. His face was turned into a pure white color. His hair singed from black to from brown to black. And his face, the skin of his face had a sort of leathery feel to it now. So just fucking creepy. So that's not quite the same like level of ball sack that I was expecting <gasps> from a burn victim. Because you have you've seen Deadpool, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's, okay, that's right. what I expect. Yeah, I was like, "Oh my god, are you making fun of no. people?" But that's what. Yeah, no, that's that, what that's Deadpool what, says. Is, correct. I look like a ball sack. Yeah, I was making fun of Deadpool, not wait, wait. burn victims. So it was completely because, different. So because of the bleach is why he's white. Okay, but he was on fire. True. So like the fire, the bleach burnt his skin white. Because it was bleach. It's, fine. it's a fucking story. I'm just. I'm. You're just here. You're just here. I'm you just, just here asking here. questions, making story things. I didn't write the story. I probably would have written it just a little bit better. Yeah, I would have put 15, 16 year olds in there at least. So science. So because of his mental snap, he just thinks the way he's look. He, mm. The way he looks is just amazing. He starts laughing. He loves it. He thinks it's amazing. Like he's like, no, it's great. Everybody in the room is just horrified. It's just completely fucking scared of him. Right. Well, I mean. He wanted to be, like, darker-haired, right? Like, black hair, man. Let's go. I guess. I don't know. Edgy 13-year-olds, I think, want to be that way. Anyways, so after he was brought home, later that night, yeah. his mother found him in the bathroom. Oh, no. Carving his face. Oh! So he carved a smile into his face. It really is the Joker. Yes. And then he said that he was, his eyes were getting heavy, and he wanted to constantly see his beautiful face, so he burnt his eyelids off. So, oh, so when he asked his mother, "Mommy, do I look beautiful?" His mom said, "Oh yes, sweetie. Let me go get your father to show him how beautiful you look." She ran to go wake him up and said, "Sweetie, there's something wrong with Jeff. I need you to get the gun." That's reasonable. So Jeff, when she looked up, Jeff was standing in oh, the no, doorway you and was followed like, me. and just said, "Mommy, you lied," and then continued and then just killed him with his knife. Right? Oh, he went to his brother's room where Lou was sleeping. Lou started thrashing about as Jeff kept a hand over his mouth and held a knife over his brother saying, shh, go to sleep. No. And that's how the story ends. You can't go to sleep when the little boy with a knife is over top of you. Yes. So I got one more. That was the ending of it, but they, they there was another story at the top 
that I wanted to tell. So Ooh. it was the way that the story is written is that um, it starts off with there's a there's a murderer at large and then it tells mm. like an attempted murder story and then it starts the story of Jeff. So the gotcha. attempted murder story is pretty good. I had a bad dream and I woke up in the middle of the night, says the boy. I saw that for some reason the window was open, even though I remember it, it being closed before I went to bed. I got up and shut it once more. Afterwards, I simply crawled under my covers and, and tried to get back to sleep. That's when I had a strange feeling, like someone was watching me. I looked Ugh. up and nearly jumped out of my bed. There, in a little ray of light illuminated from between my curtains, were a pair of two eyes. These weren't regular eyes. Mm. They were dark, ominous eyes. They were bordered in black and just plain terrified me. That's when I saw his mouth, a long, horrendous smile that made every hair on my body stand up. The figure stood there, watching me. Finally, after what seemed like forever, he said it. A simple phrase, but said in only a way a madman could speak. He said, go to sleep. I let out a scream. That's what sent him at me. He pulled a knife aiming at my heart. He jumped on top of my bed. I fought back. I kicked. I punched. I rolled around, tried to knock him off of me. That's when my dad busted in. The man threw the knife and it went into my dad's shoulder. The man probably would have finished him off if one of the neighbors hadn't alerted the police. They drove into the parking lot and ran towards the door. The man turned and ran down the hallway. I heard a smash like grass like glass breaking as i came out of my room i saw the window that was pointing towards the back of my house was broken i looked out it to see him vanish into the distance i can tell you one thing i will never forget that face those cold evil eyes and that psychotic smile they will never leave my head gross yep i wonder if that's where heath ledger got inspiration for the joker's like smile from but i mean the joker just smiled like that too yeah Trey. very 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 it's just a disgusting smile so Along with the story is the famous just creepy pictures, as I've already kind of mentioned a couple of times. It's just a, a face of all white with bulging black ringed eyes. Mm-hmm. And then like that weird creepy Joker smile. Yeah. Because if you Google Jeff the Killer, it's like one of the first things that pops up. Okay. So no one quite really knows where this image came from. So one of the... Oh, I hate that. Yeah, it's it's fucked up one of the theorized suggestions of where it came from is it thought it originated from a woman by the name of katie robinson who committed suicide in 2008 because of 4chan cyber bill bullying which oh, sounds not about right but that was actually proven to be false oh, so that thank goodness so that oh, was, okay i was about to say no so the original creator cesar that's too so he the to Jeff the Killer, he's the original. Creator. Yeah, the, the YouTube fellow. Right, claims that it was him wearing a white latex mask, and obviously with some photoshopping because that doesn't even look anatomically like a face, right? Yeah. However, the image has been found on the internet before the creator published this story, so it was not him. Oh. So the first earliest confirmed sighting of the image was in 2005 on a Japanese message board that also had another photo that Cesaro used. To promote Jeff the Killer. Okay. So that YouTuber clearly ripped from this, right. from this uh, Japanese message board. And just said, oh no, board. it was me. And said it was me because how would anybody know that it came from Japan? But sweetie, it's the internet. Everybody knows everything on the internet. Correct. So the image was again used in a Japanese YouTube video entitled Victims of Tomorrow where the image flashes on the screen telling the viewer good night. Ew. Right? So the image was probably created in Japan's internet culture. Ew. In 2005. J- 
Japan has some really intense fucking horror they do. culture, dude. They do. Oh, God. Like, have you seen The Grudge? Like, uh There's that, and I can't remember what, it, what, it, what it's called, but there's, like, one where, like, people would go into holes, like, on the side of mountains that were perfectly shaped for them and them <gasps> alone. Yeah, you know what I'm fucking talking yes, about, and don't you? Yes, and then You just get, unlocked like, smaller, a memory smaller, in my smaller, brain. Smaller, uh, that one gives me the nightmares too and they like they would get crushed in the yes. mountain yeah because it was just big enough where they could like wiggle and it would like go smaller and smaller and smaller it was awful i can't remember what that's what called movie but that's a thing was that that was a comic was it yes yeah. it was you were right yeah oh my gosh i looked that up because I, I that yep yeah, i know exactly what you're talking they have yeah. also their folklore is also yes up, holy shit man where it's like man if you don't get into your house this fucking goblin's gonna steal your children's eyes and then yep do shit i don't steal do something toes. I don't yeah know. just fucked up so anyways yeah, yeah that doesn't Woo. surprise me that that picture came from japan here we are but here we are so that's jeff the killer from creepypasta well that was that's pretty good it's pretty good it's pretty good it's it's definitely worth a read yeah so like get on there and check it out yeah and read I'm it because it's a lot more it's like i don't know when you're reading it yourself and you're by yourself and it's like 11 o'clock at night and you're trying to do the research for it it's like this is way creepier than i wanted it to be yeah that was my problem with the russian sleep experiment is it was 11 o'clock at night and very spooky yeah so yeah <laughs> and they have like other pictures that go along with it and stuff and i was like mm, nope those pictures are rough yes yeah i don't like them Okay. But here we are. But here we are. So that's episode 28. What's up, nerds? That's crazy. Isn't that wild? That's a lot. Episode 30 is going to be great. Ooh! I'm so excited. I'm excited, too. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yes. We're going to have a whole day planned. Okay. Woo. So if you want to check us out, definitely visit our website at www.hauntherabarelyknowher.com. We have a suggestion page where you can go on there and make a suggestion. And if you make a suggestion and... Put your name. We will give you a shout out and we will do what you suggest. Also, also announcement. Don't hang up yet. We are putting together. We're trying to put together like a listeners episode where you guys send us like little. You can even send like little mini stories. Like it doesn't have to be like elaborate. Like you got chased by a demon through some god awful hallway. Like it just be like. I mean, include those two. But yeah, like no, so definitely send those two. But like even if it's just like a cute little like you know just a couple line stories, we'll take those as well. So if you want to send those to our email at haunt her, I barely know her at gmail.com yes you can send those over and i'll be probably making a couple of posts of being like attention attention send me your stories All right. send me your things i have a couple of people sending me stories already Ooh, i'm so excited so we're gonna put try and put that together i'd like to do that every fifth episode every fifth episode something like that so yeah that'd, be, that'd cool. be quite fun yeah so we have like the the 10th episode be like an interview and then the fifth episode be yeah the listeners that'd be really cool actually okay i'm down cool all right cool 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 okay all right, so. check us out on our social medias. Thank you. You're welcome. H H I B K H podcast. You'll find me on Twitter and me on Instagram. I'm cool. You can message me on there. I'll talk to you. Yeah, same here. DM uh, me, boys. Uh, don't. I mean, don't DM. I mean, like not, but like the podcast. You know. Yeah, like slide into her DMs. No, you can slide into Katie's DMs <laughs> if you're a single hot female. <laughs> no. <but> <laughs> anyway, haunt her. I barely know her. <laughs> You're a dick. <laughs> you love me, though. <laughs> <laughs>